Can he do it again? Mike Kenny. Kenny stops. Gets a touch. Somebody helps out. That is a man's jam. Demarcus Cousins nearly brought down the backboard and rim. You're now listening to the Kings Court Podcast, presented by SatKingsNation.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Kings Court Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Miracle, and joining me this week, very first time on this show, is a very special guest. It happens to be Coach Nick basketball breakdown coach nick how are you doing today i'm doing well thanks i'm with you vince not too bad not too bad i have a quick question for you though okay you win <laughs> i'm in <laughs> well how do, i have to ask that get started because i mean it, it's at the end of all your videos and kind of give a thought like for those who haven't seen it or probably keep hearing it what it's supposed to mean well, if we go back uh, far enough, I'm sure there's like a date where all of a sudden I started to do it all in the beginning of B-Ball Breakdown. But uh, I have my, my memory is being in line at um, in Disneyland at the Pirates of the Caribbean waiting, you know, and you go round and round. It takes 45 minutes to go through. And I think I was just thinking of uh, I wanted a better way to end my shows when I'm on the camera. Like it was always a little bit awkward when you do an interview and you say, well, you know, thanks for coming on. OK, later. So, um, you know, it kind of, I was just thinking like, what would that be? And then how does it work with when you do pickup games? You know, uh, you got five or you win that kind of thing kind of came up that way. Uh, and then I might've even had a thing where I, where I said, it's not a channel, it's a conversation. And I didn't finish with you in. Um, and then somehow it just, really, but it came out of that, like just going back and forth in that one. And then out of that, if, if you ever, you know, hear one of my interviews with uh, people, I'll actually say, you know, are you in to whoever I'm at, talking to? And then they say, you know, yeah, I'm ever, and that's kind of funny and cute too. So it's evolved a little bit, but uh, it's been, it's been happening for quite a time. Yeah, and I'm definitely in, at least with your videos and things like that on a pickup. I don't know if I'm up to your standards, not going to lie. I mean, you shooter, but I, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to running up and down the floor, and I think it, that I'm a little chunky for my size. <laughs> but if you ever need someone to, like, corner and knock down threes like Steve Novak, I'm your guy. And I also do the hop, which I appreciate. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny. I try to play a pickup a little bit in my older age. I just try and play that spot-up shooter guy, and it's no fun because you ain't getting the ball on that way. No, you always have to try and dribble, and then the ball gets turned over, and then no one wants you it kind of, I always kind of fall into that category. Is the guy's yeah. like, ugh, final take. Very frustrating. <laughs> well, coach, I you know the Kings had quite a few changes this off season, and you know through through your YouTube channel, you know the things that I watch is you guys love to go over tape, and what I'd like to do today kind of go over some conversation with you about what you think you are going to see from the Sacramento Kings, and I think we have to start with the with the number one move of the off season, and that is the Kings adding coach Jaeger to their staff and now him become the new head coach another new head coach for Sacramento so what were your thoughts on the move to get Jaeger and how you think he'd fit very well next to a guy like DeMarcus Cousins 
Uh, you know, it's a great question, and we've heard a little bit from him on some cast that won't be named that I've heard about, uh, that I was listening to. And, uh, I mean, here's the thing with talking with Coach Yeager, he's a really smart basketball mind. Um, and he's, as a, you know, as an assistant through that, those ranks. So he's really had a chance to learn from really good coaches. Um, I think that defensively, uh, they should improve. He seems to have a really good attention to detail there and understands how to teach defense. I mean, we saw in Memphis how good it was, even with, you know, guys like maybe like Zach Randolph, who isn't necessarily a great defender, but, but heavy minutes. Uh, they were able to cobble that together and get them to play like a team. So I would anticipate, um, as the roster begins to shape up a little bit more in terms of a normal NBA roster, even though you might be dubious about what's going on in the front office, they're getting some players who are professionals. And so I would anticipate that uh, offense will be, or their defense will be uh, a lot more sound and, you know, uh, less bling, more positional stuff. And, um, you know, that should, that should yield some results. Yeah, they definitely addressed the need with some of their free agency moves, getting Barnes, uh, Garrett Temple, who's a pretty good perimeter defender, uh, still staying on the team, being a good def- perimeter defender, and now having Willie Cauley-Stein coming into his career and being able to defend the rim. So defense was a huge problem for them. I think adding a guy like Jaeger hopefully then improves them in that category. But, you know, one of the things that have become a really big question here is how is it going to play or how is Dave Yeager's system in Memphis going to play with a guy like DeMarcus Cousins' place as with George Carl last season, you know, he picked up some pretty bad habits. He was flipping from the basket a bit more, trying to take more three-pointers. Um, you know, the turnover were really high, and his percentages slid down a little bit. And it seems like we're kind of getting the feel that we're going to start seeing him play a little inside out. But at the same look at the system that they ran in Memphis, you saw a lot of Marcus All coming up, running Horn's offense, having him come up and get the ball right off the top of the block. So think his system in Memphis can fit a guy like DeMarcus Cousins? You know, answer my, the question for me. I mean, certainly we saw him balance having two bits in, in the line of using horns and bringing up and playing them in opposition. So when Marcus goes high, then Randolph goes low and vice versa. And uh, I mean, I, it's not exactly clear if Willie Cauley-Stein and is going to start alongside DeMarcus Cousins again. I kind of hope so. Um, but certainly it's tailor-made then to have a guy like, uh, you know, uh, Collison up top running horns, those two guys in the, on the, at the corners, and then McLemore, and then w- w- one of the other guys who can shoot a little bit in the other corner. So uh, they, they always had really good movement and good, uh, you know, sort of team pack and having five men create together the greatest shot. And um, whether Marcus, DeMarcus Cousins will adjust to that, I mean, he is a really good passer. And if they can get him involved in the high post action that we saw like Marcus Saul do, then he just as good, if not better, because quite honestly, he's he's like, you know, more mobile than Gasol. And he can he can probably he can shoot probably as well or pretty close to what Marcus all can. He can space that out even. So I would anticipate, I mean, if DeMarcus Cousins can't have a really effective year uh, this year with this team and this coach, then that, then I'm completely on him. I don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're not on that. I think it's it's come to the point where fans are ready to say, hey, this doesn't work under Coach Yeager, who is one of the you know better coaches, young coming up in this league right now. Uh, then I think it may be time to move on from a star Marcus Cousins. But at the same time, the counter to that is, He's a once in every fifteen year player. I mean, he's a he, he's a borderline superstar, if not that already. So it's kind of away from that. But I definitely understand what you're saying to where if he doesn't have that year this year, kind of just have to wash your hands with him and move on to the next and see what you can get in draft and trades and free agencies and assets and things like that. 
you know, he's not a great guy in either. You know, he's he, he's sort of not a great teammate. He likes to yell at his teammates. He likes to call it in some certain drills and that stuff. And it's the kind of culture that gets ingrained. And it's really going to be the other challenge is either to get him to do it a little bit more seriously and to be a better teammate and communicate more effectively with those guys um, or – uh, you know, somehow be able to tolerate that a little bit and get every, everyone else to sort of not follow along in that lead. It's a challenge. Yeah. Or then, then he just goes by. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a real challenge, but I, you know, I have to imagine that if there's any co handle it, it's going to be Jaeger. I want to move on to the shooting guard spot. You know, there's been a huge question mark on a guy like Ben McLemore and being the, a lot of your videos that I see, you know, you talk about the hop, you talk about shooting form and how to practice and things like that. What is it about Ben McLemore's game right now? Is it? Do you see maybe it's just a confidence issue? Is it like a, his? Because I mean, you can't deny his form is, but his shots just aren't going in. Can you? Is there anything that you've been seeing from his game as to why his shots just haven't been able to come from college into the NBA? Uh, yeah. Well, there's no question that his shot is is beautiful. Uh, and I just kind of want to take a quick peek at his his career numbers here. And, you know, a lot of times when you're a shooter, you just need to be out there and playing a lot and being in the flow of an offense. So 2014-15, he was getting, you know, 32 minutes a game in 82 games. Uh, shot 36% on almost five threes a game. Like that's, you know, for a second-year player, that's something, right? Uh, and then it dropped off. He, he got a lot less playing time last year and he injured or was missing some games. So, um, so I, there's no question for me. And I've spoken with McLemore a couple different times and he's a really great kid. Um, I'll do, I do think he's a little sensitive and he's, you know, in a way that, uh, if he does, he might not take to people screaming and yelling at him very well. Uh, and that certainly isn't, it could be an issue, an issue, uh, with teammates in the past, you know, having just mentioned it. In the, this. So, um, you know, that, that is a key, I think, for him is that he needs to have confidence. He needs to get, get confidence and be, you know, sort of lifted up by his teammates, I think, just a little bit. Uh, and then he needs to get, you know, that consistent playing time and have an offense that, you know, where he knows where the shots are coming from. He knows what angle of the pass for the shots. Uh, and get his feet to get himself grounded in the catch and shoot game because I have no doubt if, as that grows, he will be able to put the ball on the ground and then become more of a, of a varied player on offense in the years to come. He just needs that one year where he can get consistent playing time, feel good about his teammates not you know yelling at him, and feel he can he can contribute positively. I, I have no doubt he can get to you know thirty, thirty eight, thirty nine percent from three, which is getting close to elite, and uh, and then build from that. You know, one of the things that, that people bring up on why Ben McLemore is a bit inconsistent in his career, his early career so far, that he has seen so many different coaches in his early tenure in the NBA. You know, I ask you, being that you are a coach and you've you've been around, you know, so many different players, how big of an impact is something like that, being that you've you've transitioned from coaching with this one, one particular coach, uh, going through the drills that he's teaching you, and then moving on to somebody and having to learn that system and then also having to do whatever they're asking you to do as a coach. Um, how, how do you think that really does affect a player? Um, I, it, it can have a very profound effect. I mean, obviously, some, some players, it doesn't really matter. They're either they're that good or maybe they're that, you know, they're that unskilled. But, um, you know, like I, I usually I often talk about a guy like Steve Kerr, for instance, who would not have had a very remarkable career at all had he not like somehow gotten on to Chicago right when he did. And uh, and then Michael Jordan came back from retirement. Like now he's won championships and then he got the Spurs. And now he's, you know, where he is now. Right. 
But you look at a guy, you know, Steve Alford, who never got that shot, who was probably just as good, if not better than him, uh, and never could get that right situation on a team. Now, that's also about personnel and about culture and about, you know, the everything in the front office. Uh, but you can't, but like coaching had a lot to do with that as well. So, you know, there, there is a question that, and I think that, um, you know, certainly with the way that Coach Yeager, you know, runs his brand, he is a very positive, he's focused on positive. So when, what I've seen, but other coaches are too, but they don't have the voice to tell the leader of the team, like let's say DeMarcus, to not be so negative. They just can't do it. They, just, they, doesn't, they don't have that. So that's going to be the real challenge. And if, if they can do that, yeah, then that's when a guy like McLemore has lost him. He's definitely one of those guys that needs it and would play better if it was positive. All right, Coach, let's go ahead and move on to the guard spot. But before we do, I'm going to pause the show to give a shout-out to our sponsor, everyone, GoCouseIndustries.com, and check out all of their apparel from hats, shirts, and socks. And when checking out, be sure to use promo code KINGSCOURT, and you will get a 10% discount on any of your purchases. If you want to keep up to date with all of their apparel and your tire or typing in that URL each time, good news app. You can go follow them on Instagram or on Twitter at BrickHouse underscore D. So, Coach, like I said, with... The point guard change. I mean, they went from Rizzo last season, two years ago being Darren Collison, then last year was Rizzo, and now this year it's still going to be Darren Collison. There's a situation that's going to happen. I mean, he just pled guilty um, yeah, last week. So the, the, the duration of how long his suspension will be is still up in the air. But the Kings went out and signed a one-year deal with Ty Lawson. And looking back on some of your videos here, you've actually met with Ty Lawson a couple of times, videos with him. Before we get into the play style and how this may fit, what are your thoughts on a guy like Ty Lawson, being that you've been able to meet with him and things like that? What's his body like? Oh, I think he's a great guy. I mean, we had a great I – mean, I flew out to Denver. And we got on the court for a few hours, and we're shooting some stuff. And just in between, we were just kind of rapping about the game and how he looks at it uh, before he got to uh, – which was, you know, a whole other uh, – with a whole a bunch of other things. And uh, he – it's always impressive when, like – because I'm, like, kind of taller than him, and he does what he can do. That just always, first off the bat, amazes me. But – he uh, he is. I can't say enough about how how um, how he is one of those guys who you want to play. A really good teammate, really just nice, present guy who wants to pick everybody, get them involved, uh, please everybody there. So um, you know, I think he's a wonderful addition to the team, along with the other people you even mentioned already, because you know they didn't have as much of that uh, in the past. Poor Darren Collison. Aside from the issues he's going through now, I mean, he's ready to assume the mantle of starter, and he really probably needs that title at this point. You know, something happens to him or they bring another player in who's going to start over. Uh, and you know what? I think Ty Lawson, if he can get everything in the right order, could be in that starting position for him by at some point during this year. You Houston, and I have to ask you, before, like I said, before we start talking about the Sacramento State here, what is it that you saw of the reasons why he did not fit in Houston or in Indiana last season? Well, we did a video. I have to kind of rack my brains a little bit uh, as we speak. But um, as I recall, a lot of the things that we showed were um, that, you know, the uh, James Harden dominated so much that um, that he just couldn't get in a rhythm and do what he does, which is penetrate and kick out. And uh, I thought what it was going to work because Harden would allow him to do more of that and then give Harden the – but it just never happened. He ended up having to drift to the wing, drift to the corner and stand there. 
uh, you know, get a, get an occasional spot up shot. It just did. It just, you know, guys just don't do well in that. And that certainly was the case, uh, with Collison. He needed all more in his hands. Uh, and it's, it just, you know, the hierarchy had already been set for several seasons. It wasn't going to happen in Houston. What about Indiana? I mean, was it just that he got injured and then it kind of took away from what was looking like he was finally get a little bit better? His number, I mean, even last season, his turnover to assist or his assist ratio wasn't terrible, but he still hasn't looked the same since his days. Do you think that's what he talked about with Mark Spears of the undefeated? Is like it's kind of like morale thing or confidence issue where he felt scared to take a shot that he was going to make a mistake do you see it from that standpoint or do you think after leaving denver it's just trying to find that system in with houston and with indiana it just may not have been the right place for a guy like ty lawson's pal yeah i mean i think the indiana thing was he just you know he joined in the middle or in a year I mean, if you look at it, he played 13 games and uh and you know 18 minutes a game Isn't like a lot and it was coming off of a really you know problem situation all season long was and then coming out of a problematic situation with his life so i just think that it was you know it was not set up to to do well and I, many point guards would be able to like join a team in the middle of the year or late in the year and really you know really play to their ability so i'm going to really chalk that to, to that and then with a fresh start and a new team and a different environment um you know i, I would say the odds are you know more than not, like 70, 30, that he's going to bounce back and get somewhere close to what he was normally doing, you know, at least per minute. If he's not starting, at least per minute, he should get to back to somewhat of a normal point for him. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, you know, we've talked about on this show, you know, this signing for me is kind of a meh. You know, I mean, I had the, the NBA is a what have you done for me lately type of league. And with Ty Lawson, off-court issues, of course, draw question marks. But then you look at the numbers and he's – Last season, he didn't really show much. He hasn't been able to, you know, overcome, uh, able to move to a new team and, and take on minutes and, and really showcase what he can. But now he's coming into Sacramento, kind of looking at this as a redemption story, and not standpoint of where his, his career is over. But he wants to get paid one last time. I mean, he is too old. So, what is it, or what type of play style do you think Tyson plays that would fit really well in a system like Dave Yeager's? Well, I mean, I, his his skill set is pushing the ball. I mean, that's what is he gets out on the pushes it, and I don't think Yeager has a problem with that. He's going to want to try and you know get easy shots. He has the uh, the personnel for it. There's enough young guys out there that want to get in the wing. Uh, you know, Willie Cauley Stein should benefit from that kind of when he's in there getting lobs and and ball quick and and putbacks. Um, so, so I feel like that's doing, you know, quick drag screens into, you know, for pick and rolls to start the offense. And I, I Fieger is, would be open to that. And he, he definitely had much more of a patterned offense compared to anything you had seen in Denver with George Carl. Uh, but it doesn't, they can't find uh, enough possessions that are quick paced, uh, quick attack. You know, against the second unit, ideally, if they get that gets solidified with Collison, uh, where you know he can he can really get back to doing what he does well. Yeah, and I talked about it on last week's show. Here is that I think running horn system. If Jaeger implements that in Sacramento, that's a benefit to a guy like Ty Law. Because I think you've done a video on this, and I think I watched it when I was doing my research on this, that he's one of those guys that's good at avoiding the first screen and then cutting back the screen after the second time around and getting past his defender getting the step to make a layup with his left or right hand even though he's small he's capable of making the pass in the pick and roll and and surprisingly he actually sees the floor for his height even when there's two trees meaning big men around him so I do think there's a way for Ty Lawson to fit here 
and I and I really wanted to get your on if you think having Ty Lawson is as a starter could be better than Darren Collison because that's becoming a grown nation in our chat boards that's accusation of is Ty Lawson better than Darren Collison when healthy <laughs> you know it, it's a question I, I don't want to take anything away from Darren Collison because he's shown enough to me uh, that he he deserves a shot, you know, so there's no question he deserves a chance to be there, even if he's going to get in trouble or have trouble starting the, the season. Um, on so uh, I, I feel like he deserves it, but uh, it's close. It's really close. And it, it's really going to be a matter of I don't even know if it's going to be who's better or not like individually. It's going to be in kind of fit into Coach Yeager's system better. And again, that's going to take it's going to need to see it because um, it's just going to be tough. Now, if you're looking at a thing like Lee. That that who did well there, like who's who's more like Conley and not? Uh, again, you know, I would, I guess you might want to say Collison is sort of more in the sort of mode to some degree, but you know, then you then you think that you know, it's a it's a really tough question. Um, so I guess my answer is going to be yeah, he deserves the first shot at it, and uh, if if we start to see signs that um, that he's either doing fair or meh. And then Lawson's coming in and doing well. Then you know we, we we're going to have to see they 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 might they're going to have a really tough decision, which might end up bad. Then bring him in and start him. All right, coach. I got one question for you. Then we'll wrap it up and I'll let you go. You've seen the Sacramento roster this past season. You're seeing the upcoming season and what they're leading into with training camp. Is this team better? Will they win more games? Yes, they will absolutely win more games. Uh, I mean, especially when you consider now, one, how many games did they win last year? They won 33. 33. Yeah, I think that they will. I mean, you know, the, 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 the whole last half of the season was was farce, right? I mean, George Carl was supposed to be fired, you know, the first game back, All-Star game. Everybody knew it. And then they didn't do that. And he didn't. I mean, I had heard stuff about him struggling with, you know, just being able to do normal coaching, either like age, health, whatever it was. And so, um, you know, it was just like a farce uh, by that season ended. And so I just think that had they had a, had anybody else, they would have won more games anyway. So just by, by getting Coach Yeager there now, full season. And I like what they did with their upgrades. Um, and they they'd be they should win. Let's say they won thirty game, thirty three games. I would be surprised if they didn't close to forty, even in the bloodbath of the Western Conference. Um, I don't know. I, w- I would be surprised if they didn't improve by at least five, six games. All right, guys, that's our show. I'm telling you right now, Coach. The fans are loving you for what you said, and so just so they can you know applaud you for being on the show, and then also saying for saying that the Kings are going to be five to six wins better. Where can they find you online so they can start? To- well, please uh, remember uh, what our tagline is. It's not a channel. It's a conversation, which is welcome. So you can always find me at B-Ball Breakdown anywhere across the, uh, the, the, uh, the Internet. Uh, bballbreakdown.com, at B-Ball Breakdown on Twitter, which I'm on all day, every day. And uh, our YouTube, so uh, in the comments there, too. So definitely uh, you know, check it out. Check out their site. Check out their YouTube videos and follow them on Twitter and wherever you guys can find at B-Ball Breakdown. Go follow them. They have great content coming out every single day, it feels like, almost. But every single week, you're definitely going to be getting something new and something to see. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at Center. Be sure to cite SatKingsNation.com for all of your in-depth coverage of the Sacramento Kings. Coach, are you coming on the show this week? You got it. I'm in. <laughs> you guys heard him. He's in. Are you?